0: Boy, there's a song I can relate to. You are listening to KCI eighty eight point nine FM in Irvine, and we are fortunate to have on our show today Ron and Russell Mail of Sparks. The show is over fifty years in the making. These living legends are in their fifth decade of creating cutting edge music and proffering provocative lyrics, generating twenty studio albums over the past thirty five years. These artists have remained in the forefront, always sounding contemporary with a vision of the future and an understanding of the past. Welcome, Ron and Russell Mail to wow. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.
1: Yeah, anything we can say would diminish what you just said, so goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Oh, it's just a brief synopsis. Uh, it's, it's difficult to put a hand around or a, a mind around your entire uh, work, and as you uh, know, we played a few of your older tunes to start with, and we'll get into your current stuff uh, after we get a chance to chat a little bit. Uh, let me tell our, our audience we opened with Wonder Girl, which comes from uh, the Wayback Machine when you were half Nelson, which I'll ask you about in a minute. Uh, we, we played Angst in My Pants after that. I predict, Upstairs, Tips for Teens, Talent is an Asset, as these gentlemen can uh, can well uh What's the word I want to say for that?
2: Uh, Vouch for.
0: There you go. Thank you. I knew you are the wordsmiths over there. We went to college. Yes. uh, Well, as opposed to some of us here on uh, radio. This town ain't big enough for the two of us, and I wish I looked a little better. I do. But uh, you two still look great. I've seen your your photos. You don't age. You must have one of uh, Ron's paintings up in the attic somewhere, which is looking really awful. (laughs) Uh.
2: That's right. We go and we, uh, yeah, we that that's the, uh, the key, having those, uh, yeah, Dorian Gray and all.
0: Right. Let's identify voices. Who is speaking right now, please?
2: I.B. Russell.
0: Okay. Yeah. And
1: this is Ron.
0: Okay. So, Ron, you're a little bit deeper, and Russell, you're a little bit higher. How's a little that?
2: bit, yeah, weedier.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's close, though, even though you weren't twins. Um, you are both in the Los Angeles area now, is that correct?
2: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're um, here just getting ready we for uh playing in los angeles we had just come back uh a couple weeks ago from doing a big uh tour all over europe and russia and all kinds of places and now we're getting ready to present the show here in the states so uh la is first in line
0: excellent and were you able to help with detente while you're over there i noticed putin's none too happy the last few days uh
2: yeah, t- Putin's kind of acting up a bit,
0: but uh, yeah.
2: but the whole place while we were over there playing in Moscow, it was kind of acting up while we were there. Even it's uh, fascinating on it, on one hand, also kind of um, you know it's still got a little creepy edge going, which which actually uh-huh. makes it interesting if you you know don't have to be there and. So- to everything that's
1: going on, a time. right, it. yeah.
0: Did Did you feel a sense of the art and the history uh, when you were there, Ron?
1: Well, actually, just when we were on stage and just watching all the people kind of going crazy, I started kind of thinking about about the historical. My my mind started wandering, and I usually it usually doesn't at those points, but just kind of kept saying to myself, "You're in Russia now, and this is, you know, the country of all these amazing." Writers and and filmmakers and and here's people kind of going crazy to, to music you wrote. So in in that way, uh, it was it was kind of a, a, weird experience and an amazing one.
0: Very neat. Did you guys get to go by L- Larmetage in Saint Petersburg by any chance?
1: We're going to be uh, going back this summer to Russia and we're we're playing a big festival in Saint Petersburg. Oh, great. so uh, so we're we're gonna we'll see that when the weather is maybe a little bit better. It was unbelievable when we were there. They they took us
2: to Red Square in Moscow on the first evening we got there, which was nice, the promoters of the show, and we lasted for about 30 seconds because it was so (laughs) absolutely freezing. We'd never experienced anything like that. We're from L.A. and uh, not used to sort of thing so uh yeah it was it was pretty astounding so yeah st petersburg this summer will be uh hopefully it'll be a lot a
0: little nicer yeah yeah yeah. good yeah well you're there in february right it gets a little cold yeah
2: yeah it was we had just missed the um i think it was minus 35 degrees uh we had just missed that but it was still uh it was still frighteningly cold yeah
0: so it forced you to take the striptease part of your act out of the uh, show. Yeah, <laughs> but,
1: all the fully clothed elements stayed. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, to the disappointment of the crowd, I'm sure.
0: That's good. Well, this is a a segue from Russia with love over back to the uh, States in the early days. A um, quick, couple quick questions on your uh, very beginning, the half Nelson, uh, and that was not inspired by Ricky without Dave from Ozzy and Harriet. Is that correct? Um. <laughs> I don't think so. It was it, it <laughs> that, was about wrestling. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, a, I was trying to follow
1: the question. <laughs> I think it must be the jet lag still is there. I don't know. Well, no, so it was a, well, it was a, an old wrestling hold. So right, and uh, and so we we kind of we we went to, we had a long list. We spent more time kind of figuring out weird band names than actually doing music at that time. And so we came up with that. And then when when our first album which was called Half Nelson also, and included that song you played, Wonder Girl. Right. When that came out, it kind of met with very little commercial success, and, and the powers that be thought that the reason was because we had such a weird name, so they they kind of thought, well, wh- why don't you change it to something? You're very funny, so how about being Sparks Brothers? And we thought, well, that's dumb, but we can't kind of insult them too much, so we, we kept the Sparks part of it, and and it really didn't do much better commercially, but...
0: Well I think it was a great choice of names because I noticed that the full Nelson as in the Nelsons uh Rick's kids didn't quite have the lasting luster uh that Sparks had. So did you rival each other as siblings uh and wrestle a lot and use that hold?
2: Oh there were there were occasional uh wrestling matches yeah on the front lawn, you know, yeah. like every you know set of brothers I suppose but right. uh we and you know, we still practice it often, too, while we're making our
0: albums. So. Uh, excellent. <laughs> it helps with the process. It
2: does, yeah. Right. You know, a good pin, pinning your brother down for and bending and twisting his arm up as hard as you can for uh, half an hour. It kind of makes the
1: creative juices flow. Excellent. That's why the chords are so weird in our songs.
0: I see. I see. <laughs> you have some videos of that, I hope. Sure. Uh, I have a quick Sports quiz: Russell favorite L.A. Ram quarterback Bobby Waterfield, Roman Gabriel, or Vince Ferragamo? Uh,
2: b- 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 God, um, uh, yeah, Roman Gabriel, I guess. Yeah,
0: that, that's my favorite too. Yeah, we're from the same era. Yeah. Do you know if any of the Pacific Palisades Dolphins went on to sports stardom?
2: Not to my knowledge. Uh, <laughs> so you are, are the most knowledge.
0: famous quarterback from palisades high that's
2: right number 10 awesome yeah yeah Uh, no one can believe that now when they see me on stage they go (laughs) no way
0: yeah and i go way they didn't look like linebackers back then let's face it it was before the uh, extra pills and stuff started that's
2: right yeah yeah um
0: what year did you boys as your manager calls you the boys what year did you boys decide to form a band
2: well we were we were both going to ucla and during you know, during the Great Depression the Great, depression, great well, depression. Well, the Great Depression was on and um <laughs> we <laughs> we were at UCLA and uh World War One had was just winding down and we thought what a great way to, you know, celebrate the end of World War One and um, you know, do some do this pop music. So uh We yeah, were we were, we were bands in bands in and stuff at the time that we were at university and separate bands and we finally just joined forces and thought that being in a band it just kind of evolved. We got our first record deal, the the one that was Half Nelson with Todd Rundgren had um, given us a record deal and produced that first album and then it just sort of escalated and we thought God, this is a lot more fun than than doing whatever it is that you get when you graduate from places like UCI. So,
0: right. So
2: hope this is is inspiring to all the, anyone who's listening on campus. That's good.
0: That's exactly what we're hoping as well. So, yeah,
2: get out while there's still a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're probably not going to meet Jim Morrison at, at film school anymore. So it's, no,
2: no, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, he was. Uh, Just, he was there as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was it like to work with the long-faced, green-haired, wise guy from the NAS back in the Bearsville days?
2: Um, well, we that was one of the reasons why we approached Todd, because he, he did have, uh, you know, green hair and, and good uh, platform boots, and we thought, since no regular record companies were biting on what we were doing, we thought we'd go, you know, approach a guy with green hair and and, you know snakes snakeskin uh,
0: boots and, that's right i remember those and, i saw those at the whiskey in 72 yeah he just used to sit up in the lounge when he even when he wasn't playing he used to just hang out up there uh-huh. and, and talk to bands as they came through
2: yeah well we thought todd might be the the only uh the only savior around and and sure enough he he really responded to what we were doing musically and um you know we're indebted to him forever, right. because if it hadn't been for him then then there wouldn't have been sparks,
0: well, he has taste and he has vision, so it was a good I think it was a good matchup yeah. uh, for you guys. Who were your major influences inspirations uh back in the sixties? did you ever think forty years on the answer would be sparks to that question from other bands?
2: No, I mean you don't you know you you you're just the time you're starting, you're just like kind of. You know, days and you know, c- totally naive to everything that's going on. So you're just happy that you've been able to make an album, let alone thinking that somewhere down the road somebody's going to be inspired by what you're doing. And and um, you know, it's it's really flattering and nice that at this point that um, there's a lot of bands around, especially in the UK, that are citing Sparks as you know, being in an influence, so it's it's really nice. And also, the other nice thing about that is that bands seem to be citing Sparks, but from different periods of our career too. So a lot of a lot of people get something out of what we're doing, but from the different different albums that that we make. You know, right. the ones that are into the more electronic side of what we've done, and then there's other ones that are, you know really like the more um, guitar formatted albums and
0: stuff. So, right. Yeah. Well, as it, as you heard, uh, if you were listening to the show, the the older songs we played from the 70s and the early 80s, I think, sound relevant today, and they work just as well. That's why most of your music is timeless. It's not trapped in any air, which allows, I would say, musicians from other groups to pick any air any or any part of those and work, work off of those and do a little plagiarism for themselves. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's... In a teen world dominated by hip hop, techno, and trance, right? Yet you are making a breakthrough with songs like "Suburban Homeboy." At your shows, what are the demographics, and do you attract more old geezers like me, or young, urban, infatuated suburbanites?
1: Well, the the good thing about our shows is that when people come, they kind of are are kind of. Uh, shocked to to see that there isn't kind of one thing one kind of person that comes we we get people that have been following us since you know the dawn of time but <laughs> but there also are are people really young people that are just kind of discovering what we're we're doing and and it is one kind of good thing about the internet is that that kind of the word spreads in that kind of way so we we really get a really broad kind of Audience and and kind of no one can kind of place it other than that they they tend to be you know pretty uh, avid once once they start getting into what we're doing musically and and but especially seeing what we do live because we're you know as proud as we are of the albums we really think that the live show is is kind of where where it's it's kind of what we enjoy the most and and it's kind of the way that we can kind of uh, i don't know kind of concentrate what we're doing musically and and kind of make it in a way even more palatable but but uh by by kind of adding the visuals to it right. we we kind of you know we kind of try to break away from what is conventional musically on the record but live we also kind of try to carry that over as well we we don't want to be just a a normal five piece rock band we want to present what we're doing in a in a in a way where where people are maybe a little surprised and kind of trying to figure out exactly what's going on.
0: Right, and exhilarated. It's a full artistic expression, I would say. That was Ron Mayo, and you're listening to Ron Mayo and Russell Mayo of Sparks, and you are listening to 88.9 FM in Irvine, KUCI. We will have Sparks till the top of the hour, and I will be getting to, to some music from their newest album, um, in a Hello, Lung... Hello, Young Lovers, in a few minutes. Let me mention, Ron was speaking about their live show, and they do have a show upcoming at the Avalon a week and a half from now on Saturday, May 20th. So put that on your schedule if you hear something you like today, which I'm sure you will. Um, Pew polled a few of the co-eds on the UCI campus, and a number of them had a concern regarding Sparks. And that was why you put a song on Hello, Young Lovers called Baby, Baby, Can I Invade Your Country, which they thought sounded dirty because of its reference to war, and why there weren't more topically important songs like Perfume on the same album, and uh, they thought metaphors were something you wear while practicing yoga. Are are you speaking of Eurochicks with this song?
2: Well, yeah, we, we've we've been wiretapped as well since... Uh, uh, the
0: NSA, Yeah, Here we go.
2: we've, we've included uh, Baby, Baby, Can I Invade Your Country on our album, so it, it's kind of, I mean, they're probably on the line right now, and uh, it's going to get heavy soon. But, uh, yeah, we thought we wouldn't make all the songs um, have that strong of a political uh, alliance, so we did some other things just about... Human Relationships, uh, and a uh, song like Perfume, that's um, your standard issue uh, relationship song about someone who uh, has a new relationship and he's happy about having met that person because she doesn't wear any fragrance whatsoever that reminds him of any of his past girlfriends who all had a specific
1: Fragrance that kind of anti-consumerism,
0: and <laughs> none of that is autobiographical, is that right? Never. Okay, no. good. Never. Are there still cute young things waiting after the show in this politically correct world?
2: God can only hope so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is all they ever want is sex?
2: Uh, yeah, that that sex, and and we have brilliant minds, so uh, kind of that's the best of both worlds. Thank,
0: thankfully, they're, they're a more advanced in the olden days, huh? Um, How do you select topics for your songs, keeping them as relevant today as when they were written, and even in the disco era, tunes resonate with such modern manifestations like the Scissor Sisters?
2: Well, I I mean, I think just, the whole, well, you know, I'm speaking out for Ron, who writes 99 uh, percent of the lyrics. But you know, which just,
0: is great that you're not letting him talking. I'd yeah, rather, yeah, I like I'd that.
2: rather speak
1: for him. <laughs> I'm not too busy writing lyrics. I, yeah. uh, I know, know that, I know what he's writing. This is know. coming
0: off the the puppet shot where you were the puppet head, so you started doing the talking for Ron that's, about that. That's tonight. right. Oh, yeah. Right. Well,
2: you know, we, just our whole feeling is just in in every sort of way. You know, we're we're just trying to come up with hopefully fresh ways of, you know, not only the music not being, you know, fitting within kind of normal, conventional modes of working, but also just lyrically that it's just always surprising to us that, that that people, you know, a lot of people are just really uh, going along with the status quo of, you know, just doing the absolute minimal with with writing pop lyrics and, and stuff. And to us, it seems like you're given, you know, like a, a blank palette to kind of do whatever you want to do. And so, you know, why not try to make it, you know, uh, special and, and interesting? And so I think just even from the very beginning, the lyrics were always something important to us, and they were not kind of conventional um you know, conventionally written lyrics, even though sometimes the topics are, might be um, conventional in a certain way, but I think it's how you write about those conventional topics right. that's the twist.
0: And I think at any given time there might be only so many people intelligent enough to understand your music, but as you've had the lasting power, now you've got a whole new generations of intelligent people, so you can add to the consummate number of people that enjoy Sparks just on the basis of time. alone (laughs) um you must be thrilled with the critics responses to *Lil beethoven released just a few years ago as well as the current favorable response to hello young lovers uh do you still play some of the old favorites like we did at the opening of the show in concert
2: well we do um yeah we do actually the what the the format of our live shows is we we as we did with a little beethoven tour we're doing that with the hello young lovers tour and we present the the whole album, "Hello Young Lovers," in its entirety, as the first half of the show, and there's sort of a really highly stylized visual uh, accompaniment to to the the performance. There's a lot of projections and stuff that's kind of has as stylized a nature as the music is, and really striking visually. But the second half of the show is um, kind of a sampling of songs from the other. 19 albums and even some of the ones you played earlier uh, we we are doing live so when we kind of try to get draw them from you know different periods and almost also related to what you had mentioned earlier it it it's working out well that i think people that aren't even that familiar with the the whole catalog of sparks and we do the second half of the show the songs don't really sound like they're from any particular era they all seem to kind of um really blend well and something that was done maybe in 1974 can, you know, coexist really well with something from, you know, 2004. Right. And and, and uh, it, it, it's really worked out well that it kind of all sounds of a piece.
0: Right. I've noticed that when I was trying to mix together an album for today, and uh, I was amazed at how uh, seamlessly the song segued one into the other. Um, I'm going to have to keep moving this along so we can get a couple of your new songs on. Otherwise, okay. Sue will fly over here and, and <laughs> brandish me with That's EPs right. and other weapons.
2: She'll brandish you with her little English accent. That's
0: right. She'll, she'll take me a pot, I think. That's right. Uh, a quick local question. Are you playing Detroit on this tour, and where did you used to perform there back in the 70s? Um,
2: God, I don't remember where we played in Detroit back in the 70s, to be honest. Unfortunately, uh, the Alzheimer's is kicking in. but. um right. Um, yeah we hope we're going to do a more extensive tour of the states um, in probably the end of September and October and um, right at the moment we're going to be going back after the Los Angeles show we're playing just a whole slew of festivals um, throughout Britain and uh, in Europe as well we're playing in Barcelona and Madrid two big festivals and we're playing all over like in Scotland and ireland and um, a lot of other shows in in just in in england and um, then we'll be back at the end of uh, the summer and start doing more stuff so hopefully detroit will be fit in with that well hopefully la again
0: okay and it's true that you guys sing your songs in the native language of the com of the country that you're in at the time
2: oh yeah doesn't everybody that's that's excellent
0: yeah i noticed there was a, a lot of french we have some french listeners today Uh, And I noticed that there's a French section on one of the websites that has a lot of your uh, songs and uh, paraphernalia and uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah,
2: we have a really great bunch of French fans that have their own site, and uh, we're finally going to reward them for their patience, and we're going to be playing in uh, Paris in, uh, I think it's late September, there's now a... Uh, a show, so
0: uh, That should be nice. Good time of year back then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is uh, the rumor true that Goldfrapp sings the Jane Wheedland part in cool places on stage these days?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, I, I didn't get that memo, but yeah. uh, I'm
0: sure she'd love to. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I just heard that through the grapevine. And isn't it gratifying that hot pop bands like the Go-Go's do reunion tours while Sparks just keeps arcing upward and beyond?
2: Well, um, I mean, it's really nice of you to say that because we—that's what we're really, you know, if anything that we're the most proud of is that that we've never, um, you know, we're we are trying desperately hard just by the work that we do to kind of to be relevant and um, kind of forward thinking and to not have to to fall into that the kind of nostalgic category of right. what we do, and it it takes a lot of work to to do that. For a band that has had 20 albums, and the temptation is always to kind of rest on your laurels, and you know, to take the easy avenue out right. of of um, just you know the the creative side of of working and stuff. And we've always just been so opposed to that, and so wanting to fight against it that right. um, we uh, appreciate your saying comments like that because we're trying.
0: I didn't. I didn't make any comments. I asked a question. Oh, it was a question. Yeah, sure. I don't Uh, load my questions. Correct. Uh, Whatever Uh, you're implying. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yes, you're correct. uh, We are not like the Go Go's.
0: Right. Ron, feel free to break in anytime. (laughs) Anytime. Yeah, anytime. Uh, Do you have any tips for the teens listening to the broadcast today? Um, Maybe Ron does. Oh now you guys are on the question. <laughs>
1: use moisturizer, I don't know.
0: That's um, a good that's good, always good. It helps in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, do you think yeah, that,
1: I'm not good at giving advice to I mean people ask even just how you get started being in a band or how you write songs and I never have an answer because I think if you kinda have to get it from somebody else then it's not gonna happen anyway. I, it, it's a lot it's kind of a lot sloppier of a process especially the writing of things than then just kind of following what other people do and and kind of a method i think it just sort of it just is kind of a, a dirty process and then in the end something happens when you kind of least expect it so i have no advice to anybody on anything
2: and that's kind of true in life as
1: well
0: Excellent. It's a
2: dirty process.
0: There you go, teens. It's a dirty process, <laughs> it's a dirty and it's process. up to you to figure it out for yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you think that you are more popular in old Europe than in the States, and isn't it better to get paid in euros than dollars in today's current monetary exchange rate?
2: Well, I guess it, that's something uh, Something to make it all worthwhile. Yeah, to, if we look at it that way, that it, the uh, euros uh, has a higher value than the dollar, then, then I guess we're happy to be. Have more success in Europe,
0: yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, have you ever goofed around with a a software called Pandora?
2: Um, No.
0: It's a music genome project. Uh, Write that down, Pandora, just like the box. Yes. Give it a try. It'll ask you for a song or an artist. Type Sparks in as an artist and just kind of see what happens. Uh, When I did it, the first tune that came up was with When I'm With You and a brief, accurate description of your sound and talents. And then other groups with similar sounds, none of which sounded similar to me, by the way, uh, based on the database of over 220 fields. But it'll kind of give you an idea of what software people are doing behind your back (laughs) and how it relates to music. Okay. You might get a uh, kick out of that. All right. It's, you know, you can just, it takes seconds to try. You don't have to pay anything or sign your name to anything. They won't even know. Sounds like fun, yeah. Yeah, use it in a hotel room or something. They can't track it back to your server or anything. Okay. All right. Um, now, is the the concert? I guess you already answered this. The concert at the Avalon in ten days hence on Saturday, May twentieth. That is the kickoff of your of your most current tour. Then is that correct?
2: That is. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you have featured the talents of many fine musicians throughout your history. Who is in the band this time around?
2: Yeah, we, we're really happy with the current lineup. We have on drums um Tammy Glover, who's been with us now for ten years and just uh an excellent female drummer. There's few and far few and far of them. There's few <laughs> few of them around these days and so uh uh it's it's really cool that, that she's um you know been with us and, and such a, you know, just a great drummer and just uh, sensitivity-wise, sensibility-wise is just, um, it's right in there. And uh, we also have um, two really great guitar players, uh, one Dean Menta, who's been with us for a while now. He's played with uh, Faith No More. He used to be in their band. And another name uh, Josh Klinghoffer who toured last year with P.J. Harvey and he's played in toured with Beck. He's now also doing some one-off gigs with Gnarls Barkley, and, um, but he's playing now also full-time with Sparks. And um, we also have on bass uh, Steve McDonald, who plays in an L.A. band and has played in an L.A. band called Red Cross. And uh, they were an excellent band, and even thinking of they're probably going to be doing some more work together as well. So
0: so it sounds like you're ready to go. We're ready to go. Good. Well I hope that uh, some of our listeners will take the ride up and uh, maybe pool carpool and uh, keep the gas price down yeah and
2: bring your bring your hybrids right or your or a horse or whatever there's going to be a hitching post up out in front for anybody arriving horseback so um, yeah we hope we hope to see you know everybody from down that way down Irvine way uh, yeah it would be great so um, and it's going to be the first show of this tour in the States, so
0: Well, we look forward to it. Uh, We are coming up to the top of the hour. We've got Punk Becomes Eclectic with uh, Jeff Cope. You have been listening to the Mail Brothers, Ron and Russell of Sparks. They have a concert coming up, as you heard, May 20th at the Avalon, and their latest album is Hello, Young Lovers. We're going to play a few cuts of that to uh, bring us up to the top of the hour. And you can find out a lot more about the band at their fabulous website, www.allsparks.com. That's all one word: allsparks.com. And I'd also like to do a shout out to your hardworking manager Sue Harris in the old country, England, for making this happen. That's great. R- Ron and Russell, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on KUCI. Rock 'em dead at the Avalon on the 20th, and on the rest of your upcoming tour. And we hope to see you playing Orange County very soon
2: great thanks so much for having us thanks for having us it was our
0: pleasure thank you so much all right okay take care bye-bye bye-bye